and we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, everybody, your number one show, rounding up all the biggest gaming news stories of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent DeSantis, and today I am joined by my incredible compadre and co-host, James oh. Walmer. James, how you doing today? It's a good day. It's a big day. I could, if I wanted to, give it a good old... Wow. That was something else. That was good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, very nice. Well, you know what? We got something really hot on the dock today, boys. We got something really hot. Hot, hot, hot. It broke the mold of gaming news, and it is now just regular news. And it's huge news, but it's something that's super, super crazy. James, I've been following this. But you know what? Don't worry about it. Do what we got to do. What do we got to do? You're, we got to talk about what we're playing this week, okay? We don't want to jump the gun. We don't want to jump the gun. It's the you... Wild West out here. We got to stick to our guns. James, what have you been playing this week? You know what it is, Vince? I've been playing a lot of Persona 5. Playing oh, Overwatch this? with you last weekend. Or we nope, did. that was last night. Uh-huh. And uh, play a little bit of Rocket League. You know what the deal. Very I am nice. 96 hours into Persona 5, and everything I'm talking about right now would be a spoiler. So you're not gonna, you're just going to cut it off right there. I'm going to cut it off right there. Fair enough. This week I've been playing Halo 3, Donut County, Cyberpunk, eh, Valorant, and Overwatch. So with those, (laughs) uh, basically, okay, I started Halo 3, finished Donut County, which I absolutely loved. I loved Donut County. It was so much fun. James, you play, you play as a circle, a little hole, and you move that hole around things and you suck things in that hole and your hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bad guy is a raccoon. So I highly recommend it. It's on Game Pass. It took about two hours to beat. I did it on stream. I had a great time with it. All right. It was awesome. That was it. And then, yeah, we played some Valorant and Cyberpunk. I'm still continuing. But that's it. That's all I've been playing. But James, forget about that. Forget about that Forget right about it. Woo-wee! Stop James- going down. We got a game now going on there. Woo-wee! You broke it. You absolutely broke it, James. What did I break? <laughs> did I break the mic? Broke the mic. The mic is the mic is. Peaked. I thought I was far enough away. Not even close. Not even close. That for that loud, it's gonna have to be in in the kitchen for that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, sorry, audio listeners. All right, here it is. You guys, stocks. Most importantly, stonks. Game stonk. Okay. Game stonk. I don't even know how to intro this, but if you have been following. Or been on social media for any number of the last days, I am 100% sure that you have seen something about GameStock's sta- Game Stocks stock on the rise, is what I meant to say <laughs> right there. Okay. It has been mind blowing the type of like hype and media attention this has gotten from everybody, literally everybody. Like, I can't think of anybody that hasn't been talking about it if you have a large following. So, for me, this all started around actually on monday okay when i i heard a little bit about it a little bit heard a little bit what was going on mm-hmm. but it was only in passing i didn't think it was anything big until right. yep you yourself vincent desantis yes called me yes i called you on the phone freaking out. i was out of, i was out of the house mm-hmm. and vincent called me and he goes james you're aware of the app robin hood and i said yes i'm aware of the app robin hood i've had it for a while and he goes well you know Robinhood gives you a free stock mm-hmm. when you sign up. And I said, yes, I'm aware. And he goes, well, it turns out that I had 
GameStop <laughs> stock. And yeah. I said, oh. Uh-huh. Having a little bit of like idea what was going on, I was yeah piqued my interest. Sure. And he goes, James, right now I have like what was I think at that point it was probably like a hundred and twenty hundred and thirty dollars. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. It's eighty eight. Eighty eight dollars. Not even remember. breaking a hundred. It was eighty eight. Hadn't brought broken a hundred yet. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That was and it. I, I was like, oh my god, man. Yeah. So That's I'm freaking crazy. out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, 88 bucks? Oh my God, that's crazy. From a stock I didn't pay for, I got for free. And so like, I'm trying to read up on like how this is working because I don't understand. Now, before we go into this, I'm going to give a little disclaimer that before this week happened, I pretty much knew very basic things about the stock market and no technical terminology whatsoever or how certain things worked. And I'm not going to sit here and claim like I understand it all because that would be false. If, if like, I'm pro I, if you're listening to this and you have any interest in stock market, that's awesome, but definitely don't have us be your only source of information here because we're probably not, we're probably not qualified for that at all, but I have tried to like keep up and like follow this as best as we, like I possibly can because I'm fascinated in it. And I have like a small stake in it, a single share of GameStop that I've been hawk eyeing on every, at every single moment I possibly can. Okay. Kind of epic. Literally every moment. So let's get into how this, how this started. Okay. How, how is it that GameStop, which was, has no value. James, I would not value this company at whatever the stock is at now. God, I would, I wouldn't value it for more than ten dollars a share. Okay, no. there's nothing going on at GameStop. Absolutely not, nothing. But here's where we get into it. For. Here's where we get into it. Like many, this comes from NBC News. This is going to be like basically how the stock started to go up, and then we'll break it down with all sorts of stuff. But this is like, this helped me learn a lot, especially by reading through this article. So here we go. Like many companies that are in rough shape, GameStop was the subject of what's called short selling, in which professional investors borrow shares of stock to sell and then buy back later so they can return them, which lets them pocket the profit if the stock price goes down. They're basically betting that the company will fail. Okay. Right. Do you, do you understand how this works, Ben? Yeah. Go for it. It's just if you, if you say I'm going to borrow like one share from you, right? I have to... Mm-hmm. I'm going to borrow for it and then I'm going to sell it back to you. Yep. Basically, if it goes, if the, if, uh, if the value of that goes up, then that means I owe you because right. I have to pay you back. But yes. if that goes down, you have to pay me. Right. And I split the difference. Okay. I got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Next. Okay. So after this, GameStop is one of the most shorted of all publicly traded companies so which you kind of hate to see but like it is what it is they're really i'm joke i'm joking not they are really old yellering gamestop through this process okay <laughs> reggie is old yeller gamestop that's so sad i love reggie <laughs> i love reggie okay after gamestop becomes the most publicly traded comp most shorted publicly traded company gamestop then becomes the source of a short squeeze okay So here's what a short squeeze is. For the most part, investors follow the buy low, sell high format when it comes to stocks. Short sellers do the opposite. They borrow and sell a stock when it's high and bet that it will continue to fall. If that doesn't happen, the stock price rises. Short sellers are forced to cover their positions or buy more stocks to minimize their losses. Okay. 
So because short sellers frequently have hedge funds, in essence, are betting against a company's success, it can be a, re a risky position. Any positive news or enthusiasm for the stock will push up the stock's evaluation, um, minimizing profit for the short seller. In the case of GameStop, chatter on massive online trading forums invigorated interest in buying the stock, pushing up the price, in which turn fueled more interest. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is, and let's, this part of it, this piece of it, the short selling and the, um, the short squeeze, this happened, this happened like early on in the week. So we're like, mm -hmm. okay, I've heard that like for months or whatever, people have been talking about GameStop more as a joke. And it was just within the last like two weeks that these, it started to get short sold, short sold. Is that, it? can I say that short sold short even sold. more? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess. I don't know. I'm no Wall I Street. I heard it God. started with this one dude who specifically invested $76 million in is the this, GameStop. Is this the guy that's up $47 million after all this? Yeah. I Because it was someone from the Wall Street Bets, which we'll get into in a second, is up $47 million. It's the biggest dude's up good. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's dude's up good, big time. Um, But James, while you're looking for that, um, the speculative trading left short sellers with no more shares to buy to cover their positions, creating a short squeeze and leaving them with millions of dollars in stocks that they had bought at a high price, which they had then had to offload at an even higher price. And here we go. This is where r slash Wall Street Bets comes into play. Okay. Now, r slash Wall Street Bets, James, you know about more, you know about this more than I do. What is r slash Wall Street Bets? R slash Wall Street Bets is an interesting group of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of trust fund babies, a lot of guys <laughs> with too much time and too much money on their hands. Okay. Um, who just, I mean, it's very self-explanatory. They just make bets on Wall Street and yeah. talk stocks and get attendees. Yes. Um, now, which is what they call money. They call it attendees. Now, what is the demographic of this group that you would say? I'd say it's probably, um, probably mid adolescent, probably yeah. max age of maybe thirty. Right, white men. I it's a, it's a very young demographic that think yeah. they know a lot, and I'm sure some of yes. them do know a lot. I'm just here to say that I don't know a lot, but I'm learning. You know, I'm trying to learn. Oh, I'm so, right there with you, Ben. Yeah. So here we go. Well. Wall Street Bets has gotten some media attention in recent days for its GameStop boosterism. A boom in coverage of GameStop and Wall Street Bets helped bring the story out of the financial world and more into the mainstream. The frenzy was on. GameStop shares would go from trading at around $43, already significantly more than it traded at the beginning of the year, um, to as much as $380. That's as of two days ago, though. It has gotten higher. We'll talk about that in a minute. This becomes one of the most traded stocks on the market along the way. Okay. This goes to the point where Wall Street Bets is getting so much attention that Tesla CEO Elon Musk, the world's wealthiest person who has publicly battled short sellers, tweeted on Tuesday, GameStonk, with a link to r slash Wall Street Bets. GameStonk is a reference to GameStock, and Stonk is a stock for internet slang. That's internet what they call stock. stocks in Wall Street Bets. So stonks, stonks originated on Wall Street Bets. Right. Batty. Absolutely batty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, James, let's talk a little bit what's happening 
right now because that article well, is real two quick, days ago. I have I found a little piece of please yeah, yeah origin yeah. information. Yeah, go so uh, this comes from uh, the Washington Post, uh, Dave Jorgensen. Okay, who says that it started when the CEO of or sorry co-founder of Chewy.com, which is a pet supply company. Invested seventy six, so he's the guy who invested seventy six million dollars in GameStop. Maybe not the guy who made forty seven million dollars. Yeah, it must be different people. But he invested in GameStop and started to encourage them that they should move all their business online. They okay. should become a sort of online retailer, maybe similar to something like Geo G two G or G O A or sorry G two A or G O G. Yeah, um, and that's when investors started to basically bet against him. Now, that was last week, correct? That was not this week. That was before the surge. This is all before the surge. Right. This is before anybody, well, anybody. I'm sure like the people that were very into stocks at that point understood that, but not in mainstream media attention whatsoever, really, for the most part. James, tell me about this Polygon article. Okay, so this comes from Patricia Hernandez at Polygon. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the, uh, she's like- The legends. Yeah, she is one of the legends of yeah. Polygon. Easily. Um, wrote, and this is, I think this is updated as of today. It's ongoing article, so it's continually being updated. Sure. Um, starts out by saying, late on Wednesday night, news broke that the chat app Discord banned the Wall Street Bet server, where users gathered to shoot the shit and discuss their stock strategies. In a statement to The Verge, Discord said that the ban had nothing to do with potential stock market manipulation, noting that the server was, quote, full of hate speech glorifying violence and spreading misinformation yeah end quote if so you want my personal take on that sure that does happen but it didn't get banned until 100 percent. so James, it's 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 a little bit of a scapegoat in let my me, opinion let me tell you something right before this got banned this was on mm-hmm. wednesday i joined discord this this discord because mm-hmm. i'm i'm super curious at this point i have a single share of gamestop and so i'm like you have a single dog in this fight a single dog in this fight no more no less okay mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm trying feet. to check out as much as i possibly can about this so i'm like all right the discord they say they know what's up over there i'll join i'll see what's up okay their numbers on discord the counter that showed like people coming up was broken like the the counter for how many people were joining this it was absolutely insane um so i join in and it's just general chat dude is everybody posting a picture of like gamestop and then a bunch of reactions and then amc a bunch of reactions nokia a bunch of reactions and they're all like to the moon rocket ship rocket ship we're bringing it to the moon hold the line don't sell and i was like this is like a literal army for these stocks uh, like these people and then people were posting their investments like oh i just put i just put one thousand dollars into gamestop uh and people were like let's go i'll double it and they post their double and dude the chats were going absolutely insane i'm watching this for like 30 minutes like fascinated by what's going on here everybody's mm-hmm. hyping each other up and it's just like mayhem there's a voice I just chat saw- I just saw the voice chat and you can just keep scrolling down it's impossible on this voice chat they force you into push to talk because that's like that's how many people were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I joined it. I joined the voice chat just to like see what's going on. Immediately yeah. had to leave. It was it was just destruction to my ears and like <laughs> it was slowing down my computer so much. There's there was so much <laughs> happening. Okay, two fifteen hits. Dark. 
goes dark. Can't load messages. Can't send messages. A couple minutes later, disappears from my Discord. Get kicked out. I go on Twitter. There it is. Discord has deleted the Wall Street Bets Discord server. Boom. Bam. And that's that. Yep. All right, continue. Sorry. There's my Wall Street Bets Discord story. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me make sure the information's in order. So shortly after... Wait, wait, when did... Sorry. When did Robinhood take the app off? Or um, Yesterday, on Wednesday. So on... Yes. So yesterday. Yep. Robinhood removed GME as well as... This, that was that's what I was asking. That was okay, that's what I thought. Okay, sorry. Like, wait, where do where do you have? So, this what here? happened between what happened between the removal of Discord and yeah. Robinhood removing GME or blocking GME? Uh, the disc or the Reddit site for Wall Street Bets also got taken down. Got like it. all that also gets taken down, um, and the basically pe- the chatter continues. The chatter continues about GameStop all night. There was no major thing that happened like yesterday afternoon, I would say. And then it was this morning yes. that Wall Street Bets went back up. Wall Street, yes, Wall Street Bets went back up privately. Okay. Yes. It's still but it's not open again. It's open again. It went back up privately. The Discord is now opening back up, but we'll get to that in a sec. So all night speculation goes up. Everybody's like, GameStop's going to still still go up, still go up, still go up, right? Um. So where are we at here? So then we're at Thursday today when Robinhood blocked GME and, a- and AMC too. Well, okay, here's the deal. I wake up in the morning. It's about eight o'clock. I woke up an hour and a half too late if we want, if we want to really be honest here. <laughs> at 6.50 a.m., GameStop stock hits $468, okay? The, the peak of what it's been at so far. That is huge. When it hits its peak... Not 20 minutes later, Robinhood says you can no longer purchase GME. You can sell. You can sell. But you cannot buy it, which right. tanks which tanks the price of this, the stock to $120. It just shoots it down, okay? Um, and with Robinhood doing this, the internet absolutely explodes into personalities and uh just it becomes more of it becomes less of oh let's watch this stock go up is it is this okay for like trade and everything like this into okay is this illegal what robin hood did right which is the question now so we are seeing here's here's one thing i saw this morning eric trump aoc Ted Cruz and Dave Portnoy are, were some of the big voices on Twitter that I heard this morning talking about this. And they all agreed on one single thing is that what Robin did, Robin Hood did is illegal to block free trade on this single stock. They also stopped AMC, but that got less coverage because, you know, game stonk, baby. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, dude. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought Ted Cruz would be retweeting AOC's tweet and saying, I like this is true or like this but is afterward it. AOC put him on the fucking grill with what with for for agreeing with her and like starting to like agree and Ted Cruz started to be like oh well like this is what we like unif- unification of the country and like stuff like that and AOC like brought back the insurrection and was like yeah but you don't get to pick and choose what the fuck you get united about asshole interesting of course I'm paraphrasing it AOC didn't call Ted Cruz an asshole 
Interesting. But, I mean, okay, but regard, but big. okay, regardless of okay, forget Ted Cruz. And there's still there's still a bunch of people on different. Ted Cruz fields. is still an asshole in my. Book. There's still a, a lot of people on very different political backgrounds and ways of looking at things that are all disagreeing that are all agreeing that Robin Hood is in the wrong here. That's what I was trying to get. Oh at. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you could read AOC's tweet if you want. Oh, dude, we're are you jumping? Right here. Right here. Oh shoot. I'm here. I'm here, dog. We okay, go for it. Go for it. So well, no, Robin but, Hood's No, no, but that's talking about the removal of GME, not the Discord app. Okay. So Robin Hood said it, it did this to uh tackle the market vol- volatility, but users are outraged. Many are pledging to delete uh the app Robin Hood outright, if not starting to think about a potential class action lawsuit, which wasn't stated today. After all, a stockbroker like Robinhood shouldn't be able to determine what people can or cannot buy. There's a sense that services like Robinhood are trying to protect large financial institutions, which is counter not only to its name, but also its previously stated mission of allowing everyday people to invest in the stock market. Users are now looking into other options and urging each other to continue to hold firm despite these setbacks. Phrases like do not sell and hold the line are currently trending on social media, like we talked about earlier. Right. Senator Sherrod Brown future chairman of the government committee that oversees banking says he intends to hold a hearing on the state of the stock market. The Senator is pledging to make the economy work for everyone and not just wall street. End quote. That's the end of the article. Right. So same timeline, same timeline. We're just different things going on at the same time. There's a lot going on. Um, okay. So now we can get to AOC's tweet. Yeah. Now we're going back to AOC's tweet after she recognized what's going on and said, this is wrong. This is her specific tweet says, quote, this is unacceptable. We now need to know more about at Robinhood app's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge funds are freely able to trade stock as they see fit. As a member of the Financial Services Committee, I'd support a hearing if necessary, end quote. So um, she would support an investigation on, um, on the situation as a whole. And so tonight at 8.30 p.m., I assume that's Eastern time since right. she lives in, uh, near, in or near Washington. Um, James, before we continue, can you leave the call and come back? Because for some reason, your voice got super deep all this, and it, you're talking like this, or just like this, like this. And I don't know if that's on me or you, but <laughs> can you leave, just leave the call and rejoin real quick, and then we'll be good. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. One sec, one sec. Okay, talk. Are we back? We are so much back. Thank God. Okay. Thank God we did that right there. Well, do, okay. I, do I need to restate anything? No, no, no. You just keep going. You sounded good. But for AOC's okay. voice, for AOC's quote, you're going to have a super deep, sexy voice. So actually, that's plus. <laughs> Should I go back and reread it? No. <laughs> keep going. Okay. Um, so AOC will be live on uh, Twitch with at Chamath, 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 I don't know, and the stock guy to discuss the developments tonight at 8.30 p.m. And I assume that's Eastern time. At Chamath uh, is also trying to run for uh, California um, uh, uh, governor. Sorry, governor of California. Oh, did I watch an interview with this guy? Yes, yes, you did. You saw that on Hassan's channel on yesterday. Hassan's I guarantee. Channel? You. Okay, getting yes, absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Yes. Conversation for another time, but yep, <laughs> he'll be on there with AOC tonight. <laughs> cool. I look forward to that. So. The stock drops from its peak 486 to 120 
As of right now, we're back up into the 280 to 300 range as of recording this video. It might be a little bit lower than that, actually, if I look at it now. But um, so I'm we're waiting right to see you... what happens for Friday. Now, here's the deal. Maybe about 45 minutes to an hour before recording this video, Robinhood announces that they will allow limited buys tomorrow on the GameStop stock. I have no idea how that's going to work. Okay. What? So it ended at market close. It was $193 a share. Yeah. However, it's going fucking wild again in after hours at $311.99 per share. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. James, do you think this is going to carry over tomorrow? Do you think that um, because, because of this limited buys, do you think we could see some sort of surge tomorrow morning when the market opens? Or do we think it's going to be the same exact way? It's going to go up and then something's going to happen and it's just going to crash again. Or do you think it's just, it's down all down from here? I don't know I think how it'll to peter out. Okay. I think it'll peter out. I think um, Reddit slash Wall Street Bets wants to make a statement. Mm -hmm. I think they've already made a statement. Yeah. Um, but I think they want to, I, they want to hold the line as much as possible. But I think they'll lose a lot of traction from the general majority of people who want to keep their money and right. don't want to um, don't want to yeah. lose uh, big. Lose, they don't want to be down bad. Yeah. At the end of the day. Bad. Do I um, turn my camera off and turn it back on? No, no, no. You're fine. It's a connection thing. It'll it'll come back in a sec. Okay. Um. Okay. Now, James, I have to. I want. Can I talk about this? Can I talk about this Wall Street Journal thing just a little bit? Talk about. Get, it. One step closer to Gene Park. You're the Park. big man. You're All right. the big man. Here's the deal. A couple of days ago, I tweeted uh, something about me watching my free Robin Hood stock go up because at the end of the day, pretty much anything's profit for me. It's only, like even if it's a dollar. And I'm kind of just in this for the ride. I'm not trying to make it big off GameStop stock like a lot of people are. I know there's a lot of people that are trying to make it huge off this, right? It's very sketchy. So I'm loving watching this. Um, a Wall Street Journal reporter DMs me. All right. She DMs me out of the blue and she's like, Hey, I saw your tweet. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? I was like, of course, oh, please do. Please do. I was like, I don't know why you would want to ask me questions, but yeah, please ask me questions. So cool. And so she starts just asking me like random stuff, like how much I use Robin hood, all that kind of stuff, this and that, and this and that. Um, and so I answer all the questions. She's like, do you mind if I use this for, for something I'm working on? I was like, Sure. And now here's the thing. She's verified. So I knew it was legit. It was definitely a little casual. So like mm -hmm. I was, I would have been concerned if it wasn't a verified account, but she was, she was legit. So I'm telling her all this stuff and a buddy of mine sends me a screenshot. He's like, dude, you're on the wall street journal. I was like, what? She did. The girl didn't even send it to me. She posted, dude, she like wrote it up and published it as I'm like 20 minutes after I answered these questions. And so she sent it to me like an hour later, she sends me the link. I have like one quote or something like that. It's like, it's nothing. It's the smallest thing, smallest thing ever. But your boy is on the Wall but Street you're Journal. you're in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> the most, That's huge, Vin. The most unprofessional opinion you could possibly get from a college student who has no idea who's, how stocks work, who has a free GameStop stock. <laughs> It's awesome. It was awesome. So <laughs> my day is made. My week is made. Um, it's pretty epic.
But yeah, I had a was... professor on Tuesday night uh-huh. who stopped in the middle of her class. She's checking her phone in class. And she goes, as we came come back from like a breakout group, she's like, oh, sorry, I'm a friend told me to put money into GameStop. So I'm doing that right now. <laughs> who, did, who told you that? <laughs> what my One of my professors on Tuesday night. Oh my God. Well, is he up big or what? Or is he down bad? I don't know what she did. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea what she did. The biggest gamble of all time. I Who maybe. knows? Who knows what's going to happen next? But I am... I'm just here for the ride, baby. I cannot wait to see. So, though, the journalist that got my quote or whatever, has she said... She clipped something out that had, like, my favorite thing. Oh, Cheesy sent us an AOC thing uh, that might be po- potentially part of the podcast that we should read. But Oh, really? Yeah, she said... I didn't read it. This journalist said, Mr. DeSantis... Funny has a different plan for his single share. Hold on for the ride. And that might be the most epic thing anybody's ever written or will write about me. So thanks guys. Okay. Oh, so this is so what Cheesy sent is the um, Oh he said read it after. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. So this is about what I was talking about earlier. Got that it. It was for a different conversation. Got it. For a different time. Thank you, Cheesy. Different time, different show. Appreciate that. Different everything. But thank um, you, Cheesy. Okay. What else do we have to say about about the stocks? Because, because I don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm I can't wait to watch more of whatever is going to happen, especially if Robinhood gets absolutely dogged for for this I don't know illegal action that they took by removing Jimmy. Right. That's the most and fascinating was, part. I remember he was getting interviewed by CNBC um, before a little before the, the CEO of. Robin. Okay, sure. And uh, that's when he was talking about um, putting a limit on GME shares, how mm-hmm. much you could buy. Um, but other than that, I wasn't listening super closely. Right. But all I can say, eat the rich, baby! Wow, James. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was a, if I was more knowledgeable, I'm sure I would have some sort of expert expert opinion to be like oh yeah this is what's gonna happen here this is gonna happen here but i honestly have no idea so i'm just here to see what's gonna happen dude I, who knows we are <laughs> totally not qualified to make a judgment and nope. i'm not even gonna try to no nope, not at all so here's the deal we got we got some more we got some more stories to talk about james unless oh, we, do we have anything stories, else baby we got hell stories but um i will not be purchasing any gamestop stock okay fair enough it's. I mean, I. I probably wouldn't either. But here I am, no. a single yeah, stock for free. Um. Also, I did not say this at the beginning of the show, but if you're joining us right now, we are um live on Thursdays at 5 p.m. PST, and you can watch us on Twitch to be a part of the conversation. But if you want to watch it after, it gets uploaded the next day on podcast services and YouTube. So yeah, big moves. Um. Yeah, I, I just saw a tweet real quick that yeah. said. It was from Robin Hood okay. in 2016 that said, let the people trade. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty yeah, ironic. Pretty, Pretty ironic. ironic. I loved. I also love the tweets where it says Robin Hood is uh, stealing from the poor and giving to the rich instead of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor like Robin Hood That's does. That's funny. It's, That's yeah, really funny. It is pretty funny. I thought it was very clever. Um, Next up on the docket. Yes. The Medium came out this week. Do you Xbox remember the Medium, is- Vin? Xbox's 
first exclusive game for this generation is the yes. medium. Yes. And it did pretty good. I watched I watched a podcast on it and I heard it was boring as hell. It it's the reviews are so across the board, Ben. I think so too. I think so, so too. So across the board. Um, I think we'll really get kind of a handle on what critics are thinking of this when we get into the Polygon and the Verge reviews because those mm-hmm. aren't scored. Sure. Um, however, some people really, really like this game. Yeah. Like GameSpot gave it a 9. IGN gave it an 8. But like some people like video games 24-7 gave it a 3 out of 5. Right. It's harder PC with gamer a 5-point scale. Five 5-point scale is rough. Well, you just convert that to a 10-point scale. Yeah, but they don't have point fives or they don't do point points like uh a half half points which one of these has a point like three out of five is a six out of ten whereas yeah. like 3.5 is a seven and that's a big note big difference to me is a like a six and a seven but they can only do three or four i don't know if that makes any sense what? never mind okay sorry for, never mind forget about it maybe i'm just talking <laughs> about my ass i don't even know <laughs> okay, i don't know maybe continue. I'm, I'm not good at math <laughs> so i'm really not at all it's just a- Okay. No, no, no. Like, okay, okay. I, I can't do things. I'm a very visual person. Okay, fair enough. I didn't give it an 8 out of 10. Video Game 247 gave it a 3 out of 5. GameSpot gave it a 9. PC Gamer gave it a 92 out of 100. And GameRant gave it a 4, 4 out of 5. Vincent, read the Polygon review for me. Polygon says, Eventually the medium abandons, it, abandons its surprisingly empathetic take on the afterlife altogether to become a thriller, which, while honing in on a single thread, ends up being a shallow and disappointing experience. I'm going to add that word. Um... <laughs> The twists aren't predictable and aren't shocking either. And while the latter half of the game sets itself up as an intricate web of interconnected relationships and secrets, it teases out hidden identities and other twists for way longer than for me to figure them out, leaving me wanting the story to catch up. By the time I rolled credits, I began processing what had just happened. I realized I didn't have many plot points or striking moments to chew on. F. That sounds like a shallow ass game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with gameplay that looks like you're hoping the story kind of goes for it. I'm going to read who did that review. That's a good... It's a, that was well-written. Yeah, very well-written. If I do I didn't read myself. the whole thing. I just read that. Um, should I read the Verges while you're looking at that one? No, I'll read it. It's fine. Okay. The Verge says, The medium lasts around 10 hours, which is just the right length for the story to wrap up nicely. It even ends on an Inception-style cliffhanger where what actually happens is fairly ambiguous. And then he said, I can't... He or she said, I can't wait to have people... To talk about it with Mm. but in terms of gameplay ideas it does end rather abruptly just as the game starts finding really interesting ways to play with the dual world structure it's over the last few hours are far and away the most interesting and with i and i wish the rest of the game was as inventive the multi-world the the multi-world premise isn't quite a game changer but it adds just enough to make this psychological thriller worth checking out here's what does not add up at all to me here is the verge is saying that it has an inception style cliffhanger here's the thing inception had a lot of um content in it that built to that cliffhanger that made that a satisfying cliffhanger whereas all the other reviews i've seen from the medium seems like a cliffhanger with no substance doesn't work so i well it's only a 10 hour game then you could do a lot in 10 hours you could do a lot. I in can't 10 think hours. of another ten-hour game that was substantial. Think about a movie, dude. I've I've watched plenty of movies that are an hour and a half that have a way deeper story a than a ten-hour game. Different form, different form of media. I agree. Different form of media. Different form. Of media. I don't want to try and compare. Like that's a true. Two hour form. Sure, but, you can get that, but, but like wait, it's a wait, different wait. experience entirely. 
but they're comparing it to movies. Why can't we compare it to movies? That's fair. If that's fair, that's in the Burgess court. See what I mean? Yeah. That's the Burgess <laughs> fault. Shouldn't have done it. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. I won't be picking up the medium. I do have it on Game Pass. Um, and I kind of am tempted to download it to try it out. But Lord knows I have no time to even do that. So probably not. Probably won't touch it. I'd rather just play more Persona 5, baby. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that brings us into Cyberpunk 2077 is the biggest <laughs> digital game launch of all time. 80% of sales of digital sales came from PC. We just cannot get Cyberpunk 2077 out of this damn podcast. It keeps on coming back. No. Uh, this comes from Games Debate. 2020 was a big year for the games industry, despite all the many issues reported like delayed games or GPU stock problems. As everyone stayed at home during COVID-19 pandemic, the gaming industry had a massive boom. Cyberpunk 2077 closed off the year with record sales and player numbers. The new information from the Superdata says it was the biggest digital game launch of all time. After making all of their money back in just one day and setting new records for a single-player game, Cyberpunk 2077 has seen some massive financial profit even after all of the refunds. According to Superdata, 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 I'd never heard of this before. A whopping 80% of all digital sales for Cyberpunk 2077 were from PC, likely due to the game getting delisted from the PlayStation Store. Wild. Wild that it's the biggest digitally downloaded game or digital sell, sold game. Um even though it had so many problems. And so many, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Also in chat, it says the medium is eh. I would say critically, the medium is doing okay, but I haven't heard any raves. Sorry. All right. Back to Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, if there's one thing that came up in the news this week, it's that people love to buy, love to buy games. They love yeah. to buy games digitally. This happened with Hitman 3, which recouped all of its... Um, all of its costs this week in seven days, yeah, in seven days, mm -hmm. which is insane. So yep. this is the time where people are buying games; they want more games. Everyone's working from home. Everyone's yep. doing that whole thing, which gives them more time. You know, all that time they could have spent commuting is now spent playing games or right. doing whatever. Yeah, and so sweet. We're, it's just I mean, more money that goes back to developers. We we I'm reported cool that. that last week too. Is that like? The num the amount of money spent in the gaming industry this year has been more than ever on like hardware, console, uh, accessories, like all that stuff was at like record high numbers, which is crazy. Big time. Um. Okay, you want to take this next Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven item? <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven also gets official modding tools. This comes from Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red released official modding support tools for the game on Tuesday. Players have been modding the game for a while now, but the official Cyberpunk 2077 modding tools make the experience of modding a bit easier. So far, CD Projekt Red has just a few support tools, but the company said it'll keep updating them. Quote, Below you will find official tools and resources that will help you modify and create your own experiences in the world of Cyberpunk 2077, CDPR wrote. Tools will be continuously updated alongside with the game's patches to ensure compatibility, end quote. Modders have already been busy. There's already a community of modders, of modders looking to fix up the game's glaring problems, adding a third-person view, a mini-map, a barber shop. Another mod created shortly after the game's release gives Cyberpunk 2077's playable character 
V, a party of companions. Hot. On January 22nd, <laughs> CD Projekt Red launched its first major patch aimed at quashing. I think it's yeah. supposed to be squashing. Squashing, yeah. Some of the game's many bugs. Earlier in the month, the developer published a post-launch roadmap noting that many more updates are still to come. Yes. Um, just to bounce off that real quick, uh, apparently there was a mod where your character V can romance Johnny Silverhand, and that was a mod. Um, and they and banned it, right? They banned, you cannot romance Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. They said, that's a that's a bridge too far for us. They were like, you can't, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. Probably because it's modeled after a actor. I'm sure if it was any other character, oh, it would sure. be fine. I think that goes probably a break of contract or something there. It's got to be. Um, but real quick, there's two things. Uh, James, you wrote, do you want to talk about Cyberpunk patch that made the game worse? I don't think that it made the game worse for me personally, but if you were not far enough in the story, which is like two hours into the game, there's a mission where you have to talk with someone and that someone does not call you back. And so you cannot continue the main quest after that right. patch, but they did release a hot fix today that fixes that problem. They also, right when they found out that that was a problem, they released a little forum um, that showed a way around it where you could activate that phone call, um, but still sucks. You don't want to have to deal with that ever. Right. Now, it's immersion breaking, not a good time. Super immersion breaking and super just frustrating, straight up. You just, you just don't want to have to think about that. Absolutely not. In chat, Strictly Casual's own Ryder Maldonado says, It's getting crazy, yet I don't feel like there are many new games that are blowing me away or making me feel like gaming is changing. That hurts to read a little bit. You know what I mean? No, it's true. Because I kind of agree with him to a certain point mm -hmm. here. Like, have we seen... Cyberpunk was supposed to be it. It was supposed to be the, this is the next level of like what games can be and stuff. What's the, what's a game that's come out in the last six months, maybe? I guess The Last of Us was huge. I guess The Last of Us was, was a huge graphical thing for me. All right, what are you, Not are gameplay, you saying though. like from a gameplay perspective? Let's just, from, from anything that's pushing games forward. I think Astro's Playroom. Oh, so good. You're right. I think Astro's Playroom is the game that demonstrates that the best out of anything. Because it, it, yeah. Hmm. it showcases everything that makes the PlayStation 5 next gen. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I, would, I wouldn't have even thought about that. Because it seems like, oh, I just throw it away as like a tech demo. But that's a great example because it really does get the most use out of those stuff. Right. Out of that stuff. And I'll have to think about that question though, because I'm sure I'll have another answer for it. But I want I more things like Astro's Playroom, um, and we have Destruction All Stars, which comes out next month. Dude, and I'm hoping that I'm does... kind of, I'm like so in. I'm so in on Destruction All Stars. It's bumper we'll talk cars. Talk about that. But the, okay. We'll talk about at the end. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm hoping that because that's a PlayStation first party game, yeah, that it'll get more support for those features that made Astro's Playroom so incredible. Uh, I also, fidelity-wise, Demon Souls remake is hundred percent the best-looking yeah. game on the PlayStation Five. The best-looking game. I hundred percent wholeheartedly agree. The best-looking game. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I'll trust you on it. No debate. I gotta play it. I just gotta There's freaking no play it. No debate. Demon Souls is incredible. The particle effects hmm. are insane. The character customization, the facial detail is insane. It's so good. If they if Naughty Dog released 
a next gen update for Last of Us 2, I still think that could be it. If they just honestly, if they updated the frame rate and made sure and up the resolution, yeah, absolutely. God, okay, fair enough. But as far as because <laughs> Last of Us 2 plays at like 20 frames on the PlayStation 5, yeah, it's weird. I I still really haven't looked into that too much, but I know there's video comparisons that people have complained the same thing that you've complained about. Yeah. Which is a big well, F because off. I think it's a, I think I'm really, really excited for you to play it eventually one day when they fix it. It's up to you, naughty dog balls in your court. Very excited for you to talk about a certain game coming up in RFS a little later um, hmm. that you might have some problems with. Uh, James, take this next one also. There's also a new skate game to be developed by Full Circle, a new studio coming out of Vancouver. It's a we did, we, property. We did know skate was happening. We did know skate was happening. Yeah. However, this is a brand new web page. EA posted right. a web page for the new studio on Wednesday, filled with job openings. Uh, there's little descriptions on it that say, Full Circle is a studio based in Vancouver with team members around the globe embracing a geodiverse team and culture. We're all about having fun and making great games that people want to play with their friends. We are working on the next evolution of Skate and set to deliver an experience that will embrace and build upon everything our community found special about the previous games. Right. Crazy. Good stuff. It's cool. New studio. Are you going to play the next Skate game? Um, I'm hesitant to say yes right away because I'm so down and I love Skate. But... It's hard. It's just hard for me to spend sixty to seventy dollars on a game right now. Anyways, let like I'm like I pretty much games that are coming out brand new. It's only ones that I'm like really, really, really excited for that I buy right. right off. Here's the bat. another thing to think about, Ben. Right. What? Speaking personally, sure. When Skate Four comes out, mm-hmm. the likelihood is that we're going to be graduated. Absolutely. And we're going to be working full time. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to have disposable income? No. But. But things might be different. Things, things will be, be different. different. So we won't have to be... So like our perspective from a broke college student who doesn't sure. have money to pay for anything might okay. change. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like your thought. I like your... You're staying positive, James? I, I, I really love what we're hearing here. Um, Ryder, don't give me that who knows. <laughs> who knows? He said, well... We're gonna, I'm going to be living on James's couch for the next 10 years. That's going to happen. this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up. Oh, wait, hold on. Skate 3? Play that baby on the Wii? Okay. <laughs> and so, skate, you, you plug that baby with your nunchuck, and then you do the bone, they call it like the boneyard or something like that, where you like lay down on the skateboard. Wait, the hall of meat. Well, yeah, of course the hall of meat. The hall of meat's when you fall and you break bones. But I'm talking about the skateboard trick, the boneyard, or like the gravestone oh, or something. Oh, oh, oh. And you just go... Like, or the tombstone? Tombstone! You just... <laughs> you lay down on your board, and you just... <laughs> <laughs> and then dude i was always impressing my brother because he was like even like way younger than me at the time he's like how do you how do you do that i was like <laughs> you just hold down one of the buttons on the left and it was like we were like oh you broke all your bones bro i could only break an arm like it was all it was great times man I, that's just do you remember tony hawk ride i've never no what's tony hawk ride is it it was a connect game that came with a physical <gasps> skateboard controller i know what you're talking about i never played it i i got it for christmas one year of course were you pulling on that bad boy or what maybe 20 minutes and never touched it again 
Tony Hawk is a video game pioneer, James. Okay. <laughs> Whatever Tony Hawk touches, not successful, but revolutionary. Okay. <laughs> so God bless Tony Hawk. I hope he lives forever. <laughs> That's all. All right. Hitman Dev's James Bond game will not feature a movie actor, and it could be a trilogy. This comes from videogamechronicle.com. Uh, this is... Okay, well, I said it in the title. I was going to say it's Hitman Dev's James Bond game, but it, there it is. IO's project James Bond was announced via a short CGI trailer in November. The game was described... Was it November? Wow, it feels so long ago. Uh, the game is described as wholly original, a Bond story that will be powered by IO's Glacier technology and releases for console and PC. The studio had also revealed details on how the deal came about. Abrock said IO had been working on a Bond pitch for almost two years and eventually presented it to 007 producer Barbara Broccoli. What a legendary last name, Broccoli, wow. in London last year. Broccoli is the owner of Eon Productions, the British production company that makes the James Bond films. As such, she has the final say on any deal involving the fictional super spy. According to Abrock, wow. Broccoli... <laughs> according to Abrock... Broccoli had sworn <laughs> that 007 would not appear in another video game because she did not feel that the previous games were worthy enough and that it was violence for the sake of violence. She was not a fan of 007 games and so she was not happy about there are going to be more video games with more James Bond Barbara. violence. Bar Broccoli, Barbara Broccoli was, she was attacked. <laughs> she felt attacked. But to everyone's ease of mind, she says, at the beginning of the meeting, she had very expressionless face, but the further into the meeting we came, she bled up. What does that mean? She bled up and started smiling, he said. One could see that the younger members of the family lit up when they saw that she was reacting. Our story, our background with the Hitman universe, and our vision of what Bond is in our game format went straight to the heart of Barbara Broccoli herself. God bless her. The IO boss said the studio hopes to double its employees to 400 for the Bond project, which will be partly developed by its new Swedish studio based in Malmo. According to the project's official website, IO Interactive is currently recruiting elite talent to join the team. At the time of publishing, it's advertising for more than 20 roles, including for technical director, lead game designer, and executive producer. James, are you signing up? Are you signing up to work on James Bond or what? I mean... Do you have what no. it takes? Just kidding. I don't. I definitely don't. Absolutely have not. I would like to work on a game one day. I think that'd be a really good. I do experience. not want to work on a game at all. After all these crunch articles, I feel like it no, could also just, be I very rewarding. I think I'm smart enough. I think you're definitely smart enough. I just well, don't. Why not? It's just. I feel like it's just a lot of programming. You don't have to be a programmer. You could be a writer or a des level designer or something. You know what I mean? That's story. Just really stressful, Vin. Yeah, but it could be awesome. I don't know. It could be great. I would love to work on a game one day. I don't know what, even if it's just a small little little thing, I'd love to. I have no desire to work on a game ever. Okay. Fair enough. Just a lot of pressure. Sometimes pressure makes diamonds, dog. You know what I'm talking I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to be a pretty ass hump of coal. Oh, please. All right. Continue it out. <laughs> We're going to RFS, baby. Best part of the show. Stories without a story. Random, fun stuff. RFS, run the graphic. Just kidding. We don't have a graphic, but I really need yeah. to make one. You know what I just realized, Vin? What? No timestamps. That's okay. That's all right. We live and we learn. 
I got to remember timestamps next time. Random <sighs> fun stuff right up on the docket. James and I are going to go back and forth like every week. I'm going to start up with number one. The Lord of the Rings game Golem is delayed until 2022. Golem. Golem. Don't care. Yeah, I don't care Bio about the game. gets a May 25th release date for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Let's go! Which is crazy because I didn't really think uh, the Biomutant game would be, like, coming soon. I, I knew it then. They haven't been saying anything. You knew what? You knew it was coming soon? I knew it was coming. I just knew it was coming. Oh, Lord. Felt okay. my blood. That's fair. PlayStation Plus games for February 2021. Uh, I'm going to read these and I'm going to hand the mic over to James. Okay. For February 2021, you get Destruction All-Stars, Concrete Genie, and Control <laughs> Ultimate Edition. God damn it! <laughs> James, why do you say that? Because I literally just bought Control for like... $30, okay? It was on sale at GameStop, right. and I was looking for something to buy. Here's the thing. I should have just waited in the first place because I thought that the next-gen patch was out so <laughs> that I could play Control on my PS5 with in 60 frames per second and 4K, <laughs> but they, I checked their Twitter after I bought the game, and I said, oh, it's coming in February. And I said, that's not too long to wait. I bought it in, like, late December, early January, and I was like, mm -hmm. that's not that long to wait. Right. So then I'm like, we're chilling. I'll just hang on to it. Right. Went on sale about a week or two later for $20. Of course. And I was like, Ugh, okay, that's fine. I guess I only like paid 10 more dollars <laughs> for it. And now it's free? James, you should try to sell it. Like, go to GameStop <laughs> before it dies. And get before it GameStop for, dies. Get, it for, get like five bucks for it. Yeah, get like five bucks for it. Hey, it's better than nothing. And it's the Ultimate Edition? Did you get the Ultimate Edition? I did get the Ultimate Edition. Ah. You might as well just see what the trade-in value is. Get a dime for it or something like that. Mm. <sighs> okay, here up next. But I'm excited for Concrete Genie and Destruction All-Stars. Dude, Destruction All-Stars. If anybody wants to squad up with me, bro, we're going to be running those courts. I, it's going to be a great time. I cannot wait. And then Concrete Genie, I've heard it's a very relaxing good time. So that would be, that'll be nice. Mm -hmm. We could change the pace. PS5 exclusive Returnal delayed from March 19th to April 30th on grounds of polish and quality. I also put that next. I said Returnal delayed April 30th, 2021. Uh, I did not read your previous one. My bad. So I doubled up. Oops. Okay, I'll read the next one instead. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh no. Okay. Tesla says that their new cars will be outfitted with a 10 teraflop Tesla arcade. In reference, the PS5 is 10.28 teraflops. So the new Tesla will have a next-gen console inside of it. You're welcome. Yep. It it literally shows that picture, you know, with like the Witcher 3 on the Tesla thing. It looks like a Game Pass screen. It does look like a Game Pass screen. Can you imagine if Game Pass comes to Tesla? If they have Tesla Arcade, they don't need Game Pass. It's That's their fair. own thing. That's true. Do you really want to buy games on Tesla Arcade when you can only play them in your car? If I could play Skyrim on the go, maybe I'd pay an extra 60 bucks. No, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? You know what? If you could afford a Tesla, you could probably afford an extra game in your Tesla. So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All right, you're up. Hitman 3 has already recouped its development costs in under a week. Yep. And Xbox Series X supply will remain constrained in 2021. Hood or Amanda Hood? I think her name is Amanda Hood, so. said that this cycle will continue. In gaming, we expect continued strong engagement on the Xbox platform and significant demand for the Xbox Series S, X, and S. 
uh, that will still be constrained by supply. So, sorry. It's going to be like this all year. You're going to be trying to hawk one of these consoles. Good luck. I'm going to assume the same principle is going to apply to the PlayStation 5. 100%. Dude, it's it's the end of January. It's definitely still going to be like that. Yeah. That's and, it. Well, before we, move, before we finish the show, if you are here hanging out with us, or if you're watching tomorrow morning, this Saturday, January 30th, we are going to be watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world in our discord we're going to be hanging out with you guys we want to hear from you guys hang out chillax and watch a little bit of brie larson because really watching brie larson never hurt anybody except for watching captain Captain marvel Marvel. (laughs) somebody please clip that (laughs) um yeah that was guys next week is episode 50 what should we do for episode 50 please comment down below let us know like and subscribe just (laughs) <laughs> should we i feel like champagne's a great idea that's a great idea we'll figure it out we'll do a toast we'll do we'll at least do a toast on stream at least okay we'll we'll have something good um you guys thank you so much again um if you're watching on audio platforms and screenshot that you're listening on spotify and apple music post out on your instagram story we'll share it to our story we love we love that crap um, and thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Once again, this was episode 49 of Checkpoint. Also, if you have stocks, you know what I mean? Stonk it up a little bit. Stonk Keep your eyes up, peeled. Baby. You really never know what's going to happen. You never know. Any final words? AOC is over there at 300,000 viewers. Right now? Yep. Go we should get over there too. I want to go over, over there. there. All right. Good call. Should we, should we bring everyone from here to there? We'll talk right after we end this. We're going to roll our outro. Guys, All right. we'll see you next week. Chat, we'll see you in a sec. Peace out.